Hormone Harmony is a supplement for women of all ages and all stages of menopause. And it's become a phenomenon. I hear that a bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony is by Happy Mammoth, the company dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients like herbal extracts called adaptogens. They help the body adapt to stressors, including hormonal changes that naturally occur throughout a woman's lifetime. They can help alleviate hot flashes, night sweats, and that feeling of being tired all the time. The biggest benefit, feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in the more than 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code DATINGWALLGRAY at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code DATINGWALLGRAY for 15% off today. With the seasons changing and some fun getaways on my calendar, I want to spruce up my warm weather wardrobe. That's why I'm happy I found Quince. Quince offers clothing and accessories for women and also men, even kids and babies. Plus, Quince has housewares like organic duvet covers and shams and so much more. Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. That's because Quince partners directly with top factories. They cut out the middleman and pass the savings on to customers like me and you. Quince works only with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing processes, along with premium fabrics and finishes. What's not to love about that? So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash gray for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash gray to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash gray. This is Dating While Gray, the grown-up's guide to love, sex, and relationships. I'm Laura Stasi. And if you need some inspiration because you're starting to feel like you'll never find the one, this episode's for you. Three stories of unexpected love. I've been told that if I'm serious about wanting a long-term partner, I need to become intentional about finding him. And while this advice makes a lot of sense to me intellectually, I'd still like to believe that when we stop trying so hard and just let it be, love will magically make its way to us. So that's why when I was scrolling through Twitter one day, I was so excited to come across this tweet. It's from a woman in California named Carol. Okay, here's what I said. Life is so strange. After nearly four decades of marriage, I never expected to be single again at 70, and I certainly didn't expect to find true love at the age of 73 in the middle of a pandemic, and now this, and it's a picture of my engagement ring, and it actually got 1.1 million likes. Carol's tweet went viral. Isn't that great? Though I noticed in some of the replies that assumptions were being made based on Carol's age and long marriage. I decided to track her down and learn her story. I wanted to know, is there anything I can't say? Well, that's up to you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, is there anything that shouldn't go out on the airwaves? (laughs) Again, that's your, this is not live. So um, it's your story, however you feel comfortable telling it. 
Let's break it down a little bit. Why was your singlehood or singleness, why was that unexpected? I think a lot of people thought you ended up as a widow, but that's not the case. No, I'm not widowed. No, I was married, as I say, for 37 years, and it wasn't a particularly happy marriage, but I was sticking it out, you know, and then quite by accident, I found out that he had someone on the side and had had for a number of years. I suggested counseling I had in mind that maybe we could resolve it or at least part amiably, and he refused that. And so I said, well, you can't live here anymore then. It actually was my house. So I asked him to leave and he was not happy, but, and, and now I think he did me a favor for sure. Oh, yeah. But I mean, it's so hard when you're in the middle of it to to understand how you're going to come out happy and healthy on the other side. Even if it's a good thing to split, it's very difficult. Yes, it is. And I was, I think I was mostly pissed off because I never cheated and I had plenty of opportunity. (laughs) Well, we split in November of 2017. And um, I went back and checked, and it was March of 2018 that I decided to start dating. And this is why I asked if there was anything I couldn't say. I went on Facebook, and my kids were absolutely mortified. But I posted, lately, I've been thinking about dating again for, you know, companionship and sex. I love it. So this was not Facebook dating. This was just your Facebook page. Just, I, yeah, I just said, I'm thinking about dating again. And then I started signing up for different online dating apps. Uh huh. Wait, so how, what kind of response did your Facebook, <laughs> your Facebook post get? <laughs> My kids both said, mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, turn out that online dating is not that fun. You open yourself up to a lot of scammers, especially at my age. And I certainly had a number of men who either sooner or later asked me for money. So one of my friends said, well, how much did you lose? I said, are you kidding? I wouldn't give anyone money. Yeah. But the worst was when I actually was on my way to meet someone at a restaurant that I wanted to try. And he calls me up and says, oh, he'd gotten into some kind of difficulty and he needed money. And I said, sorry. Mm. But I met some interesting people. Um, I found out that you put yourself out there and most people just ignore you. No matter how I tried to present myself in my profile, mostly I didn't get any responses. So then the pandemic hits and you're having these disappointing experiences, but you still stick with it. Well, I didn't. I mean, I was on and again and off again. And when the pandemic hit, I had... At some point soon after I ended up isolating at home, I um, just closed all my all my apps and canceled all my memberships and all the dating apps. Just said, well, this is not going to happen. So during the pandemic, you were off the apps. Yeah. You closed everything up, but apparently then you got back on. Tell me about that. I realized this was in uh, January of last year that I had kept up with my women friends. I was on Zoom with several friends. I I took um, yoga on Zoom. I did my piano lessons on Skype, but I didn't have a man in my life. I didn't have any male companionship. I never talked to a man. So I thought, 
I mean, this is really what I was thinking. I said, maybe I should go back on one of the dating sites and just find someone that I could have a conversation with. Because obviously it's a pandemic. We can't really get together. And pretty quick after I went on, this guy pops up, um, saw his profile. He liked me. I liked him, whatever. And um, so we agreed to have a FaceTime date. He also teaches college, as I do. He also has grown children. He also has pets. Um, we had similar views. So after the first FaceTime meeting, we agreed to meet in person. Oh, did you know right away? No, um, I think he did. We started seeing each other two, three times a week. And all we would do would be walk along the water and talk because we couldn't, you know. And actually he had to convince me that it was okay to hold hands because we have hand sanitizer in our cars. <laughs> So we would hold hands and walk along the water. Oh. Um, this went on until um, the vaccine came out and um, it was only available to people over 75. And at that time I was 73 and he was 72 or I was, anyway, he's a few months younger than I am. So I was 73, I guess. So we had to wait. And then as soon as we were fully vaccinated, then we could actually get together in person um, in all our glory. <laughs> was that scary? We were just both so excited. <laughs> we had been getting closer and closer. In fact, he had already told me he loved me. He was always looking towards marriage. And I had now spent three years living by myself and kind of liking it. And I wasn't ready to jump into another marriage. I, also, I've had two divorces. But as I got to know him better, I, I really wanted to be together. And so at some point I said, you know, we could get married next Christmas. And he said, sure, if we don't get married before then. I just still can't believe it, actually. He really is perfect for me in so many ways. Not that we always agree, but you know what? He respects me, he respects my opinion. Um, he tells me what he thinks, but then what I decide is up to me. And um, one of the things I find really attractive about him is his self-confidence. That's very attractive. And he's totally, um, how shall I say it? He's not at all um, self-conscious about his body. And so he accepts mine too, because we're not, we're for sure not perfect. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just lovely because I wasn't consciously looking for love. I was looking for someone to talk to and companionship and really enjoyed that. The time we were dating that we couldn't touch each other, really enjoyed talking to him, getting to know him. Um, but I hadn't been looking for love and it just, it's, I don't know. It's just like a miracle. Carol was looking only for companionship, and look what happened. She and her partner are making plans to get married, buy a house, and live in it together full-time. And Carol told me they both feel like they got lucky. Seems to me that's a solid foundation for any committed relationship. Next, we'll hear from two business colleagues who took the term work spouse to heart. That's after the break.
Before we go on with the show, a question. When's the last time you made a romantic connection in real life? These days, it can be hard to meet organically. Maybe that's why every month, about 130,000 people join Silver Singles. It's an online dating service for people like us, 50 and older. The platform is easy to navigate, and you can access it from your computer or your smartphone. You'll answer some questions to ensure the matchmaking technology delivers compatible partner suggestions. And there are user protections in place to help you feel comfortable and confident with the online dating experience. Silver Singles, committed to bringing people together. Remember the pre-pandemic times when people who worked for the same company actually got together regularly in person? Those daily interactions were thought to have professional value, but sometimes they led to much more. Here's what happened with two business colleagues we're calling Ross and Paula. Uh, my name is Ross. I'm 63. Before I met Paula, um, I was in kind of a, a relationship, but it wasn't a committed relationship. It was uh, you know, a good friend I had done a lot of traveling with and spent a lot of time with, but uh, never really committed to them. My name is Paula. I'm 60 years old. And before I met Ross, I was divorced for more than 20 years. Uh, and I was in an on again, off again relationship uh, that really wasn't going anywhere. And I didn't want it to go anywhere. <laughs> Uh, the first time I saw Ross, uh, I was in the lobby at a new job and a person I worked with closely came in with him. I got introduced to him and I remember thinking he looked cute and nice. I didn't really at that time give it too much notice, but as we were on, ended up on the same program and in meetings together, I started looking at her more and realizing that she, I, I was fairly attracted to her. We developed a, hmm, I'd say a business relationship because we were on a program together and he was most, sometimes he was on the phone, sometimes he was in the room for meetings. And I noticed that he was a little bit mischievous. He looked like a lot of fun. Uh, but he looked extremely smart, which I also had thought the first time I saw him. And I got a lot of respect for him in the meetings we were in. Then, so we were in meetings together for probably a few months. And then he was walking uh, towards me one day in the building. He worked in a different building. And he was walking towards me in, a in the building. And I said, I know you because I don't know if he noticed me or not. So I said, I know you. And so we started talking and then we very, very, very quickly learned that we had a lot in common. So I think from all those things we had in common, it became more of a friendship. Yeah, we had both worked in the telecommunications industry. So we both actually knew a lot of the same people. So we started off talking about telecom. And then when I finally said the company I had worked at where her ex-husband was a high executive and he said, oh, you work, you know, my ex-husband. I'm like, oh, now I know why I know the last name. 
came came to mind and I told her I was sorry. <laughs> he did. He said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then I know he was actually a really nice guy and he wouldn't necessarily blame me for the fact that I was divorced. One of the holiday parties, my daughter was home um, and she had my car. And so I didn't have a ride to get to the holiday party. And he was in the building that day because he was going to the holiday party. So I, uh, I might have asked for a ride. I don't know if I did or not. I probably did. And on the way, we talked a little bit more about, I don't know if we were, where we were from or where we went to school. And we found out on top of all the telecom we had worked at together, the fact that he knew, worked with people I had worked with, uh, multiple people. And... I don't know, we had a lot in common. We found out we went to rival schools. <laughs> um, so that led us to go to some sporting events between the two schools. Then we started looking, we started watching games and uh, I got, I hurt my back uh, in an exercise class. I hurt my back really bad and I ended up having to be on coding and some muscle relaxers. So I lived closer to the building he worked in most of the time. So I, I got an Uber to take me over there one day or got somebody to drop me off. And at the end of the day, I was going to call an Uber home. And I mentioned it to him because I was sitting close to him. I was sitting right across from him. And, um, and I mentioned that I needed to call a cab or an Uber to get home. And he's like, Oh, I can take you home. So uh, he did, he gave me a ride home. And he said, and I, cause I was thinking at the time, oh my gosh, he really is a nice guy. Cause I was a little bit wary of men in general. I remember it was a Wednesday night, if I'm not mistaken. And it was late in the day and very late in the day. And I just mentioned about needing to go get dinner, go having to get dinner. And he was still there working late as well. And so I don't know who asked him, but we, we decided to go get dinner together and, and we split the check and, and yeah, I just had a good conversation. It was really nice. It was in the summertime uh, and we were, we sat outside and it was just a really nice evening. So by that point we had probably like spent, three or four times together. And then he met me uh, when I was meeting a friend of mine. Now, ironically, when he left that evening to go home, I was still there with my friend who I had, you know, thought about, would he be interested in her? Maybe I can set him up um, or make sure he wouldn't be interested in her. But she said to me after he left, she's like, why would you want me to set him up with me? He doesn't want to look at anybody but you. She said he couldn't keep his eyes off you. He was only focused in you. We actually went out again with her friend um, to a different bar and her friend left and it was just me and her. And then as we we're walking to the parking lot, I asked if I could give her a kiss and I did. And I started walking to my car and she said, come back here. I'm not done with you yet. <laughs> very true, very true. So my biggest fear was I hadn't been married before I'd had kind of these relationships that were fairly non-committal, and uh, you know the question was whether I could survive and thrive in that type of a relationship. But you know, with her, it's, everything's very easygoing. Paul is great, so you know, uh, had no problem with it. Her, her daughter calls me her stepdad, and uh, her son's here, and I spend time 
at least driving him to work and you know doing a few other things with him as well so that's a little that's something i've gained other than obviously paula who's you know a big get but there's other gets too so my biggest fear of getting married was my kids uh, I have two older kids who are grown and very independent, but I have another another kid who is much more dependent. And I wanted to make sure that he was the right person to be, be able to bring into the house and bring into the household. Um, and so that was my biggest fear that he wasn't, because he had never had children, that he wouldn't necessarily be able to understand and be patient with mine. I also uh, was able to also have a great relationship with her two cats. I think that he is a very, very big surprise because I wasn't sure that there were really men in the world who could be as nice and as kind and as giving and also as smart and as funny and as fun loving and that I could be with somebody like that who makes me happier every day. I was very fortunate to keep my mind open about getting married. Um, I never really closed it to that. I always thought if the right person had come along that, you know, I would give consideration and I'm glad that Paula came along. Ross and Paula were engaged when the pandemic struck. Ross moved in with Paula, they spent lockdown together, and then got married in July of 2020. They've been living and working from home together ever since, though they're both scheduled to go back to in-person in the next month or so. Sometimes love finds us not only when we least expect it, but also in our darkest moments. That's something Kathy knows. She's in her early 60s, was married, and then got divorced when her two kids were young. After that, she kept busy being a mom, teaching, running a horse farm. Eventually, she went online, and in 2010, she met a lawyer we're calling Brad. I was looking for the intellectual, logical, find a solution, um, kind of I say chop, chop, lollipop, like get her done and uh, driven, somebody who was driven, who I consider driven. Uh-huh. And he fit that bill? Yes, he did fit. He did fit the bill. Yes. Kathy and Brad fell in love. And by 2015, they had moved in together and were making plans to get married. But then something horrific and unthinkable happened. I was with Brad uh, the night it happened and some other friends at at my little horse farm in my house and we were playing cards and Garrett, my son, who was 18 at the time, um, he came home to do his dishes before he went back out because he had to do the dishes and throw hay for the horses and he was goofing around with all of us. It was a Friday night and his prom was Saturday night. So he was really up. Um, graduation was two weeks away. He had paid for senior week, was going with his friends, all these good things. And so he left the house, said, I love you, Mom. And then um, he was supposed to spend the night with his, at his friends. And 
the girl that he was going to the prom with, they apparently had a fight there and um, he left very upset. I don't know what the fight was about, but he, he left and didn't put his seatbelt on, didn't put his shoes on. And he was in my mother's car. I don't think the power steering was working. It was really bad roads. And um, I think we adults know that that kind of driving so emotionally distraught is basically like driving under the influence, you know, and he, he had an accident, didn't survive. I'm so sorry. That must have been. Yeah. Oh. It's a life changer. No doubt. Yeah. And, you know, I was just feeling so appreciative that I had raised these two children pretty much on my own, and they were really good people. I thank you for sharing, because I think so many of us don't even want our minds to even contemplate the many ways that your life changes forever when you lose a child. So thank you so much for sharing that. So Brad had the good qualities that I thought were so important prior to losing my son, which was he was intellectual, he was logical, he was true to his word. But after Garrett's accident, there were so many times I just wanted him to put his arms around me and just be there and just sit with me. And it just wasn't happening. I would find myself going to crisis centers and looking for other people because he just didn't have the empathy that I craved so much. Not that there's anything anybody can really say or do, but they can be there. Just the presence, somebody's presence next to you, just holding you is all the most probably someone can do for you. And I just did not, it wasn't happening. I, I would notice I'd be crying and he would continue to cook dinner, for instance, or or continue watching a show or it, he just wasn't like tuned into that. So then in 2018, when we broke up, I didn't want to be alone necessarily. And so I was trying the internet dating thing. I was back there again, which was okay. But now we had this huge story behind me that on a first date, it's just so heavy for a first date and any first date almost the man is going to ask about your children and so that was really big to me and yes in the background my mechanic Tom I guess I'd always I don't know I always had a really good feeling about the man he was just so gentle and so kind and so carried himself so well. Um, I didn't know anything about him personally, but I knew I liked his aura. How long had he been your mechanic? Oh my gosh, uh, I at least for eight years or so. I went in with my check engine light on and, and that visit, it was near the end of the day and I guess he was getting ready to close up. There weren't other customers around and that's the first time he really had a conversation with me. And uh, it turns out we went to the same high school and never, we didn't know that. We knew so many people in common. And I thought, well, 
I should just tell them I really need my commercial lawnmower to run. I can't get, nobody can get it started. So I mentioned that. And he said, if you want me to fix your lawnmower, I'll do that. But he didn't say where or when. And so I left. And the next morning I thought, I, what do I have to lose? So I, I think I texted him and I said, if you were serious about the lawnmower, that would be great. And while he was fixing the mower, I stood there and talked to him that entire time and it probably took him three hours. Boy, I thought, is he patient? He never cussed once. Even when he had to go get a, another part, he, seriously, it was like, wow, this is amazing. It said so much to me. He ended up having dinner with my daughter and myself. We sat outside just, and then he went back to working on the mower. But the next morning he texted and said, now he wanted to come over and make sure the mower would cut. So then he came over to make sure that the mower cut. And I had dinner for us again outside. And I had another friend there because I was so nervous and I'm not a nervous type person, but I was, I liked him so much that I was, I guess I was nervous about it. And he told me later that he felt like he was having a heart attack driving up, you know, to my house. Like he was so nervous too. And the next morning he texted me and said, I'd like to take you to dinner, just name where and when. So I said, that would be great. But I said, I'd like to like you to take me to see my horses first because I had moved my horses up to another farm. And he showed up for that date with a big bag of carrots, which was perfect. And he was, <laughs> and he was so good around the horses, just like gen the, that there was that gentleness, that kindness, that patience. I saw that again. It was a long, it was a good evening. We got to talk in the car, talk at dinner, you know, um, he dropped me off at my door and he left his cell phone. So he dropped me off at the door and then he came back to get his cell phone. Now he says, I kissed him. I don't remember. I thought he kissed me, but it was like, we just knew that from then on, we had dinner together every evening. Often he would pick something up after work and we would just sit outside on the deck and play cards and just get to know each other. You wrote me earlier and said, you never would have connected with him online because he didn't fit your parameters. Yes. Tell me how he didn't fit what you thought you wanted. I don't know if it's what I thought I wanted or what I thought I was supposed to be looking for. Um, my dad was was an MD and I, I got my master's and became a, a chemistry and, and math teacher. And I guess I always felt like I had to have the, uh, Brad was an attorney, felt like I had to have a, be with a doctor or an attorney. And so that's, yeah, online, that's pretty much where, where I was. And, but then of course, like I said, my life completely changed and so did what I needed and wanted. And Tom is, such a blessing. He had three cats when I met him. I had four. One of his cats, he had saved at, at his station. It had broken his leg. Somebody had left it there. And he took it home and took it. And this, this little black cat loves him. I mean, talks to him, like, with their little meow. And my daughter and I just, we just melt. We, we just see him carrying this cat around the house, like, talking to the cat, like, and we just look at each other, we say, oh my gosh, that's so cute. Like he just, 
That's the kind of person he is. He has three grown daughters and they all adore him. On the weekend mornings, he knows I like Dunkin' Donuts. He goes out and gets me a coffee every Saturday and Sunday. And if I'm cold, he builds a fire. I mean, he just, he takes care of me. That's beautiful. Yeah, it it, it really is a beautiful thing. He, he, I have to give him so much, so much credit for me being able to move forward with my life. And, you know, I'll, I'm always going to be broken from losing my son, but there's still a lot of, a lot of beautiful, beautiful things out there. And I, my relationship with Tom is, is really something that I'm, I treasure. Kathy told me Tom was already aware of her son's accident before they started dating. In fact, the night Garrett was killed while driving his grandmother's car, his own vehicle was in Tom's shop to get some work done. I think a lot of us understand the feeling that we don't need to do a big search for romance because we'd rather rely on, if it's meant to be, it will be. But that doesn't mean doing nothing. In fact, Kathy told me that someone once reminded her of the ancient adage, leave no stone unturned. It means doing everything you can possibly do to achieve your goal. So if romance is what we want, how about striving to see the people we come across in our daily routines through new eyes? We never know who we might encounter at the dentist or doctor's office, the veterinarian practice where we take our pets, the local watering hole, or the auto repair shop. Dating While Gray is produced in partnership with WUNC North Carolina Public Radio. Our producer is Morgan Givens. Charlie Shelton Ormond is our editor. Lindsay Foster Thomas is WUNC's director of content. And Jenny Lawson is our audio engineer. Katie Barron edits our e-newsletter. I'm Laura Stasi. If you have a question or a comment, email datingwhilegray at wunc.org. And now you can also leave me a voicemail. Go to datingwhilegray.com and at the top right, click on Talk to Us. I'd love to hear from you. And thanks for listening. Saving money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.